This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show on this Friday morning, the 30th of December. Yes, the final WIP Morning Show of the calendar year. John Johnson in for Angelo. We do have other roster changes to close out the year. Uh, no uh, uh, Al Morgani, no Rhea Hughes, but to my right, your left, the one and only Barrett Brooks. What's up, Barrett? Yes, the inmates are now running the asylum. <laughs> we have taken over for the last time of the week. So Barrett uh, in Brooks 2020. is here. Yeah, 22, man. So, Two- yeah, let's rock, man. Let's rock. I can't wait. So, Joe Where's Angelo? Not- oh, no, no, no. Angelo's not here. In fact, Angelo's not even coming in on Monday. How dare he? He'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> Kyle Quinn is in for Joe Wechter. Nick Capola, one of our newest producers, filling in for Ava Graham. We have one hell of a show planned for you to wrap up this Friday and wrap up the calendar year. Uh, Anytime we're lucky enough to have Barrett in studio, we get to pick his brain as someone who actually played the game, unlike 95% of the people who work here at WIP, myself included. What's his level of concern with Jalen Hurts, with Lane Johnson? Will the Saints be a cakewalk like so many callers have predicted? Is there any concerns he has no one has mentioned? We have a ton to get into, Barrett. Yesterday. Um, on NFL Network, oh, it was announced by one of the NFL Network analysts. The Eagles are going to be one and done in the playoffs, Barrett. Yeah, man, I, I heard that. And, and once I'm going you know, to say, wrong, wrong <laughs> again. Come on, one and done. I mean, you kidding me? We're the best team in the NFL at this point. Uh-huh. Regardless of the loss to Dallas, it still didn't change the fact that we have players, man. We didn't have our fearless leader out there. Say what you want to say. Dallas only beat us because Dak Prescott – played a perfect game. He you did. hear me? He played the game of his life. In fact, he might have played so well that he's going to play terrible for, you know, for the next couple <laughs> of games. He played I mean, unbelievable. He went 19 for 19 after that interception. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was run, he actually ran this last game um against the Eagles. He you know, he scrambled out of the pocket. He never does that anymore. They played the perfect game and only beat us by six points. Get out of here, man. Well, we're gonna you're gonna hear the audio from said NFL Network analyst, who is a former player, by the way, not a very good one, but somehow has grown to fame on NFL Network of all places. We'll get into that. We are going out with the best of the best, according to uh, producer Kyle Quinn. For those who do not know Barrett. Kyle there, he is the executive producer for all things Joe Conklin here at WIP. So anytime you hear a Joe Conklin bit, a song, the the product, outside of Conklin's voice, it's all put together by Kyle. So no one knows Joe Conklin better than Kyle Quinn. And uh, we announced this last Friday, and we began the countdown last Friday, Joe Conklin's top 10 of the calendar year. 
And we ran 10 through 6 last week today at the bottom of every hour. And we'll do it twice in the 9 o'clock hour. Joe Conklin's top five of 2022. And we'll look back at what 6 through 10 were, just at least in name, because some of them were excellent. And I question some of Kyle's judgment, because they could have been a top three. <laughs> uh, but we're going to hear Joe Conklin each and every hour. We have prizes to give away. A variation of winners and weasels. We'll get into that in just a few moments. But, Barrett, I would like to begin with a variety of questions, and we'll see where this conversation goes. When your team is 13-2, and two, there's going to be a sense of arrogance, right? I mean, you're the best team in the NFL. I get it. From the fan base. I'll start with the fan base, and there certainly is. Best team in the league. Having said that, I certainly don't want it rubbing off on the players in this day and age of social media. It's hard not to feel yourself when everybody's singing your praises. Um, We still do not know who's going to be the quarterback Sunday at the link. Officially, we don't know. Jalen Hurst returned to the practice field yesterday, uh, which was at the link because the Novacare complex was apparently still frozen over a little bit, so they moved it to the link. He was a limited participant dealing with a a shoulder sprain, strain, whatever the official diagnosis that they gave was. It's the first time he's practiced since the Bears game. Um, Good stretch of just hanging out, recovering before limited participant yesterday. Nick Sirianni will speak later this morning. Maybe we'll get a sense or something official as to who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. But I I suppose my point, Barrett, I, I don't believe I have spoken to a single Eagles fan this week who has any concerns, any, going into Sunday. And I... I understand the record of the two teams. Barrett, as a former player, more knowledgeable and insight than we'll ever have. Do you have any concerns going into Sunday's matchup against the Saints? I I don't have a concern. What I I will say is, it's any given Sunday. And, you know, Mm. we do have a couple key issues as far as health that, you know, factor into us going out there and playing. Now, we're talking about, a Saints team that, you know, they're inept at, at the offensive side of the ball. We all know that. But defensively, they still have some horses. They still have guys that fly around, make plays, and they're starting to get a little bit healthier. They just beat a Cleveland Browns team, you know, that they, they shouldn't have beat. I mean, it's the first game that they've had out that they've won outside of a dome yeah. all year. Yeah. I mean, so you can't just sleep on anybody. You know, the Saints are still a – wounded team a deadly team and they can always come back and bite you so you know that's the biggest thing but I mean when you look at it on paper we should be totally dominant over them I mean Chris Olave's hurt he's their best receiver right now they don't have really anybody that can um that that can cover our wide receivers you know mm-hmm. you know running back that they do have Alvin Kamara he's a good player but he's just playing a good player. He should be a great player. Yeah. They paid him as such, you know, and he hasn't played well. Um, they're 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 starting left um they're starting left guard right now. Um he's not I don't think he's playing. He's gonna be out. You know, okay. Rui is, you know, the you know, local kid from Camden, he's out right now. And they got Andy Dalton as their <laughs> starting quarterback. Andy Dalton, come on, man. Now, Even hold though on he's a undefeated against us, yeah. it's Andy Dalton, He man. seems to like playing the Eagles for whatever reason because he hasn't lost to them, and it's only a few games. That doesn't mean anything, though. Now, uh, not whatsoever. Now, uh, uh, now, do you have, I mean, you know, I mean, again, we're all on the outside looking in at this point in time, uh, but do you get a sense at who you think will be the quarterback of the Eagles on Sunday? Like right no. now, based on what we know, what would you lean towards? Would you I, still I would lean? lean? I would lean towards Gardner Minshew. You still. would, yeah, I would lean towards him. 
because, you know, they should beat this team, but they should have beat Dallas. They were a better team than Dallas, even with Garner Minshew being the quarterback. Hence, mm-hmm. we had four turnovers and still only lost by six points, two field goals. We should have drove down and won the game. I mean, we talk about the fumble. But, you know, all things being equal, we are a much superior team than the Saints team. Yes, there's a lot of parity in the NFL right now, but Howie's done a great job of getting guys in positions that, you know, are, are, are you know, very noteworthy as far as being good players, really good players. Yeah. Their big thing is they like to run the ball. We now have run stoppers. They run this wildcat with Taysom Hill and, you know, those guys. <laughs> you know, we, we we can play those type of gadget plays. I'm just looking forward to seeing us play a, a, a super physical game. We get out there unscathed. Now, I – Mike, I, I do have some concerns. It's not terrifying concerns. I know the record of the two teams. I know the Eagles should win. But if if Gardner Minshew is your starting quarterback, and he certainly was good enough against Dallas, even though he made some mistakes, but I, I don't know why anybody's – I'm not complaining because he's his first start of the year. He is the backup quarterback. He's not going to be super crisp. He's going to have some rust to shake off. He's going to make mistakes. Not having Lane Johnson worries the hell out of me. Because now, I mean, as it should, as it, it should. But I mean, there is a sense of confidence, Barrett, that I get from one and all. Jack Driscoll, plug and play. We're good to go. <laughs> we we we'll be good to go <laughs> because I have a lot of faith in in, in Shane Steichen. A lot of faith in. Do him. Do you really? Yeah, I have a lot of faith in him being able to go out and really, you know, customize an offense around the you know the the guys that he has out there. You have to understand that you can't run the same place. At no point was Dallas fearing Garner Minshew turning a corner on him in a run play. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have – with Jalen Hurts, they know he's going to turn that corner. But they didn't have that. You know, you see him getting run down from the back, and, you know, that's what you get with Garner Minshew. When you have Jalen Hurts, that's just another side that you have to think about. You know, it just makes the whole um, the whole offense run right. But he did formulate an offense that generated 355 yards of passing offense. Now, how much of an upgrade, this is like the combination of all these put together, not having Lane Johnson, which we'll get into him attempting to play through this uh, abductor tear, um, not having Lane Johnson, having to make suitable adjustments. I imagine Dallas Goddard, who should have been more involved in the second half last week, is going to be used so much as a blocker now in this game. The Saints defense is vastly superior, maybe isn't the right words to use. But much better than Dallas defense. The yes. Dallas defense, right? Yes, yes. I think they ranked they ranked second in passing. Okay, uh, defense. But yes, so, uh, uh, that's that could be an issue. Well, they can rush the passer. That's one thing they can do. That's why I say it's not going to be a walk in the park because we're going to try to throw the ball against. That's what we do. That's what they like to do. That's what Garner Minshew um, wants to do mm-hmm. from an offensive standpoint. But defensively, you know, Cameron Jordan is still a good player. Hence, you know, that's why Jordan Malata have his hands full on the left side. Yeah. Um, when you do have Jack Driscoll on the other side, they're going to focus on maybe creating some key matchups against him. Right. And Shane Steichen is going to have to call a totally different offense that he called, uh, even on even on uh, with Garner Minshew on on um what was it Saturday on Christmas Eve? Yeah. yeah, on Saturday, totally different offense now. Not just because we don't have Jalen Hurts or we could possibly not or will I, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, this, but yeah. You have to call a different off because you can't allow the the Saints to really use that part of the field now. You know they're gonna yeah. have to, they're gonna they're gonna blitz from that side. They're gonna try to create matchups. You know they're gonna try to put one on one with their um with um was it Granderson Carl mm-hmm. Granderson and and Marcus Davenport. They're gonna try to create matchups there. I mean they're gonna mm. they're gonna be you know pushing each other out the way trying to line up over 
Jack Driscoll. He's not Lane Johnson. Right. So you're going to allocate, you know, resources to, to, to stopping that. So you have to slide the protection. You didn't have to do that when you had Lane Johnson. You're going to have to run the upper side. You know, you'd have to go to that left side and, and run, you know, behind Dickerson and, and, and more so run behind Jordan Malata as opposed to going out, you know, and, and being able to run behind Lane Johnson and say Amalu. Yeah, those are things that people don't think about, but you have to think about those because now you have to make sure you have people there on that side to help them, a, a chipper, uh, a tight end staying in a little bit, um, you know, bringing the line, shifting the line over. Those are things you have to worry about when you have Jack Driscoll on that side. Well, I, there's something i got to get in with you, Barrett, that it kind of fits the conversation we're about to have. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I would love to hear from everybody this morning. In your opinion, who well, – we know that Jalen Hurts was a limited participant yesterday. In your opinion, who should start at quarterback on Sunday? Do you have any concerns going into this Saints game? Um, I, I'll get to the prize in just, in just a moment. But, Barry, this is why I, I – the primary reason I bring this up. So, uh, when the Eagles got out to this wonderful, unexpected start and now season that they're having, the NFL's last remaining unbeaten team, I, I, was, I started to think, I'm like, man, like, you know, how many times has – in the NFL, in the last, I don't know, let's say this century, uh, since the turn of the century, teams who, the last remaining unbeaten team, how has their season come to a close? Because I'd have to imagine at least half of them ended up winning the Super Bowl. I looked it up. The last remaining unbeaten team has not won a Super Bowl since 2006. Yes. 2006! <laughs> and it was, the, it was the Colts. So then I'm like, all right, well, what, what happened? How, how did this, how did they fall short? Uh, injuries certainly play a factor with many of them, but something else that became uh, kind of very common, predictability. And what I mean is, although the talent was there, um, as a result of the success that so many of these teams had in the regular season, they became the coaching staff became married to certain schemes or play calling and were convinced, no matter what, you know, we're too talented and with this particular play calling and scheme, we will end up on top. And they never made the proper adjustments or never made them in time. And in many of those cases, they ended up becoming one and dones in the playoffs because they were so married to certain schemes, the coaching staff, not, not the talent, that they fell short. Is that a concern at all of yours, Barrett Brooks? Because it is mine. Well, you know, I, 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 last time the Eagles in uh, – Lost the Super Bowl was was the 2004-2005 season. Yes. And if you remember that time, you know, it was a really good Steelers team. I was a part of that team. We actually went 15-1 and one during the regular season. Oh, yeah. A rookie quarterback uh, in Ben Roethlisberger. He was Ben Roethlisberger, baby. He wasn't Big Ben uh, at that point. Right. And we did become predictable because we <gasps> had to – we, we had to – you know, kind of hide his inefficiencies, you know, out there as a quarterback. You know, that's why we ran the ball so well. So people just, you know, clogged up the box. And, yes, we had Jerome Bettis, you know, three yards on cloud of dust. We had, you know, good players back there, Deuce Staley. It just wasn't enough to get us past. Uh, who you know, not, who knocked the, you guys out? The Patriots. We lost in the championship game to the Patriots. Eventually, you know, won us of the Super Bowl. Right. Well, that that was it. But this offense here, this this coaching staff here, is so unpredictable, you know, and, and that's, that's the difference between this team and a lot of other teams. Yes, they have the talent, but they also have the unpredictability. Going in even each week, they don't run the same thing. Right. They have, you know, they, they can beat you in so many ways. It's almost like a chameleon type of offense because 
you can you can go out there, you can throw the ball with Jalen Hurts, you can run the ball with Jalen Hurts, you can have read options. You they can beat you in so many ways, a myriad of ways that all right, pick, you know, we might have a quarter, but we might have two hundred and fifty yards rushing and only have hundred and twenty yards passing because we can have that dynamic with Jalen Hurts being back there. It can go the exact opposite. We can only have eighty yards rushing, mm. but have three hundred and fifty yards passing. They know how to really take advantage of what they want to do. Not necessarily take advantage of what the defense is giving them, but take advantage of what they want to do, what they feel is right. They don't go with the conventional wisdom, all right, this team can't stop the run, we're going to run the ball. They do what they want to do. They see something that they like, they go out and make sure they try to take advantage of it. But having said that, that's what worries me. Yeah, like the they, last, yes, the yes, last yes. two weeks in particular, like the Chicago game, sure, they won, they won. And not all the wins are going to be pretty. But they were so hell-bent on passing the ball in frigid, windy temperatures. Uh, and, you know, as a result, the, the offense sputtered through the first half. Ah, da, da. Yep, you're right. That's what worries me, that you become so married to the, what you, the, you know, avoiding maybe, con, you know, what the obvious is pointing out to you. So we're going to get into all that. We have winners and weasels. I know you're like, wait a minute, I listened to the morning show yesterday. Angelo had winners and weasels. Well, this is different. So we found out yesterday, Barrett, when Angelo does this each and every uh, – it's usually on Fridays, but yesterday was his final uh, show of the week. Uh, the weasel of the week turned out to be Darius Slay for throwing a teammate under the bus as a team <laughs> captain. The winner of the week was Jim Gardner, at the ending a tremendous career with 6ABC, being that this is the final show of 2022. We are going to do a variation of that. However, unlike every other week, it will be completely – Open-ended. So jumping on early will be key in this. I would like to know from you, we would like to know, who was the winner of 2022 and who was the weasel of 2022, the winner of the year and the weasel of the year. And we have four awesome prizes we're giving away. I think this is how we'll do this because I didn't didn't talk to Cindy Webster about this beforehand. We're going to combine prizes. So the winner of the year, We'll get a $50 gift card to Smash Burgers and some WIP swag, a WIP hat, T-shirt combo. And the weasel of the year is going to get a Concha Hawk and Brewing Company gift card and an Eagles T-shirt. 215-592-9494. The judges for said contest, I will decide weasel of the year. And Barrett will decide winner of the year. Perfect time to jump on board. Our time is 618.